0: Hello, you guys. How's everyone hanging in there? Um, I know I know, we're all going crazy. I know we're all doing a lot of art projects. I do feel like everybody knows a little bit more what it's like to be a visual artist now, because it seems like everybody on the face of the earth is actually making art. And that makes me a little bit happy. Uh, and I've heard that sales of art supplies have gone up more than ever before, so that's pretty fun. Um, I'm not going to talk a lot because I have a long podcast here. In fact, it's going to be part one of two, which I've never done a two-parter. Being here cooped up in the house uh, with a person I love very much, Damien, who you guys have heard me talk about on here. Uh, Damien is who I live with. He's my partner, and he is also a very well-known musician. So Damien Gerardo Some of you guys know his music, some of you don't. If you don't, I highly recommend it. My first boyfriend, actually, when I was 18 years old, gave me Damien's first seven-inch single that ever came out. So I've known about him since my first boyfriend, Colin, gave that to me. So I've been a huge fan ever since then, and then Through various odd means, we became friends and then very good friends, and eventually we became what we are now. And so I just decided we love asking each other questions. We ask each other questions all day, and I love asking you guys questions. So I thought, well, here we are. We're we're both in the house nonstop. I'm going to ask him some questions or just talk to him and record it and put out an episode with Damien on it. And he was more than happy to do it which makes me very happy. I'm not gonna listen to this. I don't love listening to myself and I feel like I could have done a better job. <laughs> um, he asked me better questions than I asked him. That's my belief. And I feel like I should have prepared. I should have really written down some questions ahead of time, but maybe it's okay. Either way, if you guys want some company and hear two other people talking to each other, here it is, this is for you. I'm gonna read you guys one poem before I start. This is Mary Rufel from Wave Books, of course. I I read Mary Rufel all the time, and I wanted to share. And this is from Trances of the Blast. Um, This book, when did this one come out? Uh, 2013. This is one of my favorites of hers, this book. And I'm going to read you guys, Are We Alone? Is It Safe to Speak? The reason I wanted to read this is, again, now, during, you know, shelter in place and all of this, I think we all have these bizarre relationships with our homes and our, the stuff in our home. Like, you know, now that our worlds are so narrowed, it's like everything that we're existing with object-wise becomes a bigger deal than it ever was. And I saw a joke somewhere where it said, I'm now cleaning the thing, I'm deep cleaning the things that clean other things. And I've been doing things like that, like cleaning my Roomba. I'm like, uh, the Roomba cleans things, and now I'm cleaning the Roomba. I mean, it's insane time, right? So anyway, this, you'll see what I'm getting at when you hear this poem. Mary Rufel, I love you wherever you are. I hope you're safe and well. Are we alone? Is it safe to speak? Dear unknown friend, I know I am real to you, and though you aren't that real to me, without you, I would not exist. Certainly, I would have never stepped into this nutmeg grater and become a pile of fine woodsy particles. It occurs to me we are walking piles of dust, you and I, and still it smells as sweet as summer winds off the coast of Zanzibar, and the sails are up and off we dash into the brine of our contentment. I'm glad you know me well. When I fall asleep, curling up in a little ball, will you take me home and hold me in the palm of your hand, posthumously, anonymously, and when the time is right, blow me away. There you go. That may or may not make sense why I wanted to read that, but it made sense to me. So enjoy this to uh, anybody out there. I'm sorry this is a little break from the regular in my podcast, but I love Damien. I love talking to him. I like hearing his thoughts on about everything. So I hope you guys will enjoy it as well, and I hope the audio isn't too bad. I only have one microphone. So um, anyway, enjoy it, and I will talk to you guys very soon. Goodbye. All right, so Damien, uh, you're here with me. What did we just eat? Tell the listeners.
1: We just had tacos for dinner.
0: And it's not Tuesday. We did Wednesday tacos.
1: Yeah, we're going to do it last. I thought about doing it last night, but I thought,
0: nah. <laughs> and you, I think I would say you made them. I only just chopped up avocado lettuce. Well, I, you, I, t-
1: I technically would say that we made them because, although I did everything else, like I did the main taco stuff, you did. Shells and, you know, you handmade shells and you chopped lettuce and chopped avocado. I
0: grew the lettuce, everything. Would you say you're Mexican?
1: I am from Mexican descent. Yes, I am.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. Now, tell me this. What we've been eating, I just said to you, that we've been eating better than, I, I said, the one good thing about coronavirus is that I've eaten better in the last few weeks than I've ever eaten in my life, and that is very true. You and I have been a powerful team here in the kitchen. You also made me actually laugh at a joke by a comedian who I actually don't think is funny. Go ahead and tell the listeners. Jim Gaffigan. Everybody loves Jim Gaffigan except mm-hmm. me. You listen to Jim Gaffigan a lot, but the, anyway, I can't. I do not laugh at him. I can't stand his voice and stuff. Go ahead. I don't
1: say that. I wouldn't say that. I listen to him a lot. I would say that my kids re- oh. request him. Oh, okay. And we listen to him.
0: Oh, okay. So it's, it's
1: actually, he's actually kind of a good comedian for kids because he's clean for the most part. He doesn't, he doesn't swear at all. Or, well,
0: that's true.
1: And, he's, and he talks about food a lot.
0: He does. that. Now that, I appreciate it.
1: Well, that's why I was surprised that you didn't care for his comedy because, he, I mean, what comedian talks that long about food?
0: Uh, Nobody. No, but that doesn't make him funny to me. But uh, anyway, doesn't even matter. Oh, you're rolling your eyes at me? Just kidding. So the only the thing I do want to say is that there is a new Jim Gaffigan video from his house, from his house with his family, and he did compare, like, doing the shelter in place thing is a lot like running your own diner with your family, and I laughed so hard. And it is true. I feel like all I'm doing is picking up stuff from the floor. Cooking something, putting stuff away, doing dishes, getting more uh, cleaning supplies out. I mean, that's all we've been doing.
1: Going to buy, going to buy um, produce.
0: A lot of produce, a lot of milk for you and your cereal. Yeah. A lot. What do I need a lot of?
1: You, on the other hand, let's see. What would I say that you need? Oh, well, obviously kombucha. You're a big kombucha drinker.
0: Mm-hmm. One a day. Yeah, one a day. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that technically, that wouldn't really suggest you're, that wouldn't say you're a big kombucha drinker then.
0: No, I am because I think you, I am. Because you're not supposed to have any more than like eight ounces or 12 ounces a day Oh, or okay, well, that's good. That's so I, I don't I know
1: that world, so.
0: <laughs> well, welcome. Yeah. You will not drink kombucha.
1: No, never.
0: Do you think it's disgusting, yes or no? Yes. Okay. Uh, what's the best taco you've ever eaten in your life?
1: Oh man, um, I'm gonna say the ones that we just that we just had.
0: They were perfect. We used the crispy shell.
1: Mm-hmm. That's not an exaggeration, by the way. Those were really really good.
0: I know it was weird. I don't know how they if, were that good.
1: If this if this um, time in quarantine does not make people better chefs, or artists, or poets, or musicians, then.
0: Housekeepers.
1: Yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on.
0: Toilet paper keepers. I mean, there's a lot going on that's changing for the better.
1: Although I did notice the toilet paper game is changing a bit. We are flattening the curve on toilet paper. We are. Uh, missing. At least in our area.
0: How, how many things of toilet paper would you say we have? And this is pre-coronavirus pretty much anyway.
1: Well, you're a big fan of collecting toilet paper yes. and um, paper towel products. Love them. So we went, we went into this battle with tons well well equipped already.
0: with enough till probably honestly <clears throat> september
1: easily yeah. that's just how it is yeah uh
0: you're well, your- one hold on.
1: but what, are, but what, are, what are the things do you like to 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 uh always things i always want
0: i kind of missed out for a while but bananas are back again um yeah
1: but like pre pre this stuff going down pre-zombie apocalypse <laughs> oh um,
0: what kind of things do i always i've never had no onions in my household we all, and we always, oh my, oh, hello, Kleenex, lotion, Kleenex with a lotion, uh, sometimes Cool Touch, shout out to Bryce out there, I love you, Bryce, this is a mm-hmm. friend of mine who also loves Kle- he was introduced to Kleenex Cool Touch from me and the right. podcast. So anyway, uh, Kleenex, kombucha, vinegar, I need a lot of vinegar, especially red wine vinegar and white, distilled white vinegar, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, apples. A lot of times, I've been kind of waning in my apple eating. Your
1: apple game is sort of fading. Out. I don't
0: know what's going on. I need to get back into it. I think you do. Uh, what? Oh, co- hello, decaf coffee. Big mm-hmm. deal. I do an espresso, espresso decaf. Mm-hmm. But enough about me. We, see, you always tend to do this in interviews. You turn. I it.
1: tend to interview the the interviewer. This happens um, in my professional app where the interviewer will ask me questions and I start asking them questions in return.
0: Oh, so you've been interviewed before. Tell me more about you and your <laughs> life. So what do you do for a living?
1: I'm a magician.
0: <laughs> you do tell people you're a magician. Well, I'll,
1: I will share that, that funny story. Uh, so, this is why I tell people I'm, I'm a magician sometimes because I went into, uh, the uses years ago. I, I, I will, I have a history of buying, um, like vintage cars. So like,
0: Vintage cars. Uh, yeah,
1: Volvos and mm. things like that. Especially things from the Northwest
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah you know, uh, Why is
0: that a Northwest thing? Well,
1: it's because of a lot of Swedish descent and uh, Scandinavian descent up in the Northwest Okay, so Northwest anyways, but so I decided I'm not okay since my my kids at the time were riding in my 1962 Volvo Amazon mm-hmm. 122 and um It was pretty much a death trap. No, you know. It it was, yeah, I think my oldest son was a little scared. My youngest, uh, the youngest son, obviously, was a little, you know, naive. and
0: He didn't know any better. He thought I was
1: like a roller coaster car, so.
0: I am just going to interject. I would never like to be riding regularly in an old car. That's not my style. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Anyways, so I decided, okay, listen, how much do I love my kids? Well, I love my kids enough to get get myself and the family a new car. So I got a new car. Mm -hmm. I walked into the lot. <clears throat> and I, um, you know, long story short, I met the guy who was going to sell me the car. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, I want, this is the car I want, and test drove it. It was great. And I came back, and he says, okay, well, if you want this car, I'll send you to the finance department. And um, so, by the way, when I was in the car, the guy gave me the test drive. He was just like, you know, say, let's say his name is Kevin. Okay. Um, you know, and so Kevin asked me, well, so what do you do for a living? I said, oh, I'm, a, I'm actually a, I'm, a, I'm a musician. Anyways, and so we go. The test drive went well. We get back. Kevin hands me off to Jim. Jim is the finance guy. <clears throat> I sit down in Jim's office. Jim, you know, go ahead, Damien, have a seat. So I sit down, and uh, he sits by the desk. And he says, "So, Kevin tells me you're a magician."
0: <laughs> <That's> so... <laughs> and, and I'm and then, sure and, you rolled with it. And
1: I said, "Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am." Well, where do you where do you perform? Oh Vegas, Reno. Do you ever play locally? Yeah, I've, yeah, I've done like I've done like the Telleo Casino and things like that.
0: So, and <laughs> yeah. Queen Casino. Wow! And now, do you often tell people that?
1: Um, <laughs> it, it all depends. Did
0: anyone get to be with you during this amazing moment?
1: No, unfortunately, it was just it was just me and Jim.
0: But that's pretty awesome that you're exactly. able to do things like that just for your own entertainment purposes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, anyways, but no, I'm really I'm in my real life. Uh, I am a musician.
0: A musician. So you've been interviewed many times. You do not like it, I would say. Overall, you don't like it. Is that true? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's not
1: that I don't. It's not that I, it's not that I mind it. I think that for the most part, journalists ask really kind of boring questions.
0: Do they usually ask questions that have already been asked of you, a Well, here's times? what they
1: do. Here's what they do. I'll give an example of this. Let's say I'm interviewing you. Okay. okay. Now you're a you're a visual artist. Yes. <clears throat> and so I would say, I'll start off. Okay, Robin, well, let's start this interview off. I just want to say thank you for taking the time for for this interview. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so Robin, let's so the first question I have. I read I read somewhere on the internet that and it's dot dot dot.
0: They actually say that. I read somewhere on the internet. Or I
1: read in an article, and there there's not really any they don't really come up with their own
0: yeah. unique
1: questions. They're just it's just like you're answering things that they already know.
0: Oh, that's pretty dumb. That's not fun. No. I've seen I know that occasionally you get good ones. I do know another thing you do for your audiences is you say, Do you guys have any questions? Yeah, <laughs> when I play
1: live. When I you play like live that? yeah. When I play live, I between songs, I sometimes will say, Does anybody have any questions they want to ask?
0: What was the best question anybody in the audience ever asked you?
1: Um, I don't remember, honestly. I've been doing this for 25, 26 years now. Yeah. And I don't really remember. I remember. What was it?
0: It was, it was so weird. It was in London. Don't get too far away from the mic, dude. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, in London here recently do you remember when that guy asked something and you heard something different and it was about uh, tell tele- tele- tell my
1: well my hearing is my hearing is horrible so um
0: I... especially when you eat chips would you say that's true
1: <laughs> yes Damien can't hear
0: he cannot hear anything there could be a tornado drill in right next to your head and if you're eating some ruffles never going to hear it <laughs> No. Anyway, okay, so your hearing is so compromised.
1: My hearing is from horrible. all the chips that have been in say, your body. I wouldn't say compromised. I said it was horrible. <laughs> um, and I think he asked me, "How are you?" Yeah. And then, "How are you?" And first of all, he asked me in an English accent. That's, so that's that's, that's that's
0: strike number one. That's already
1: that's already been. So that's already that's compromise <laughs> yes. number one. Yes. Um, and so I I paused
0: for a second,
1: and I said, "Did you ask him?" How are my shoes?
0: <laughs> and then you just started laughing. You're like, yeah. "What a weird, question. what a question. weird question this is." So how are you? Well, you like questions like that. I do like. What questions I like that. remember, anytime I've gotten to see you play, I always want to be the person to ask you a question, but then that would be dead giveaway. It wouldn't be fair because I, I want to be like, "What's your favorite cereal?" Because those are the questions you want. Which is basically it makes. But are you sense.
1: asking me for the audience or asking me for you? Because you because for you. you well, you don't, know my favorite. I know, story. but
0: I'm asking for you because you would smile and be happy answering Gosh. a question like that rather than, will you play sheets? Right. Right? Right. Not that, I mean, that's not the worst question in the world, but. Right. Um, okay, so you, what color hair would you say you have?
1: I have auburn hair.
0: Who did you get that auburn hair from? My mother. Oh, she had auburn mm-hmm. hair, or she has auburn mm-hmm. hair. And your eye color is very interesting. It is. I would say it's not really brown. It's almost like hazel brown. It's hazel. It's hazel. It looks like you and I are actually wearing pretty much the same shirt. We we look like we're wearing a uniform together. Yeah. We're wearing uh, forest green. What would you call this?
1: Well, mine's more of an
0: olive. Oh, mine is too then. Yeah. Uh, Would you say I look good in this? Definitely. I think you look good in this too. We both have hazel eyes, I guess. Yeah. Um, All right. Next question. Would you say... That you are an anxious person, yes or no? And on a scale of one to ten, your general anxiety is where?
1: I would say that from. I would say I was born anxious, but and I actually have been diagnosed with having an anxiety anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. panic disorder. What it mm-hmm. call it? Um, <clears throat> so I was in, I was diagnosed with panic disorder in uh nineteen ninety
0: eight would you say you were experiencing it for years before that though
1: sure, yeah, definitely, I just didn't know what it was mm-hmm. um and then, but I'd say, and that yeah but i i haven't i'm not really um I haven't really experienced any intense anxiety or really, I used to have it all the time, but now I have it like. I don't have it much at all anymore, and I'm medication free for the most part too. Yeah. So, would you say that I, would you would you say that I'm one of the most? But that being said. Would you say that I'm one of the most mellowest people?
0: I yes. I don't think anything gets you going at all in an anxious way. Like, you're very excitable, but you're not anxious about anything. Yeah. I mean, I uh, it's actually amazing. And I know even when I first knew you, you weren't quite like this. Mm-hmm. But you are now. Mm-hmm. Nothing bothers you anymore. It's really, you should be studied. And I wish you could teach classes or something. And mm-hmm. I will say, I mean, I know some of your tricks. Obviously, we know each other. Would yeah. you say we know each other very well?
1: Very well. <laughs> I will say that some of my some of my if I do get anxiety uh, like a rush of anxiety which happens quite a bit for me it's it's usually because of a physical symptom that happens because when you have a panic disorder your body is always preparing for a fight or, fight or flight situation yeah and your body will and it's crazy the things that happen to you like sometimes your vision will blur sometimes your your face feels numb,
0: mm-hmm. or your
1: leg falls asleep, or you know you start to get vertigo, and you just get, get panic, or you get like onset nausea for some crazy weird reason. So those things usually trigger
0: mm-hmm. right
1: when those symptoms, have those physical symptoms, will trigger an anxiety attack for the most part. But those things are just symptoms of your anxiety right it's your body preparing so once I figured that out I was able to say okay well is just a symptom of anxiety it's not a big deal I'm not in danger
0: mm-hmm. how good took a does long that time feel though. to know that now now you know oh I know what this is I can yeah. move on and focus on something else yeah
1: I think I yeah de- most definitely I well a lot of that too also comes from like Having been diagnosed recently, the past was it two years ago
0: mm-hmm. with
1: fibromyalgia.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, so I also don't do caffeine.
0: Yeah, no caffeine. No cigarettes. No. and you've been alcohol free for a long time since
1: two thousand six.
0: Yeah, so you have a lot of those things that you've tackled and gotten mm-hmm. rid of. There's mm-hmm. something else you do. Like, oh, you well, no Breakdance? dance. <laughs> you do a lot. You're actually an amazing breakdancer. dancer. <laughs> There's other things. I mean, you you tend to just enjoy yourself. You're a hard worker. You're constantly writing music and playing music. And normally, before the apocalypse, you were on tour all the time. But you take good care of yourself. And you...
1: I try to. Although tour, you know, it's the the biggest battle is always trying to take care of. How do you take care of yourself on tour?
0: Uh, Good question. Because when I've been with you on tour, it is... It's not a nightmare being with you. I love being with you, but it is a nightmare to figure out. As somebody like me with a lot of health issues, it mm-hmm. is. Not, I'll tell you what, what I think. I think it's impossible to take care of yeah. yourself unless I was so unbelievably wealthy yeah. and had a doctor traveling with me and a nutritionist or a chef who's constantly finding all the things I need to feel stable with my body. I just don't think you can. I really do. Mm-hmm. Would you say that might be true?
1: I do that is true. I mean, it's funny. Um, I don't know if you saw the uh the Lady Gaga documentary
0: that no. came out uh
1: what was it two years ago? Didn't you
0: say it's good and worth watching? It's
1: very good and worth watching. And uh, you know, like but here's an artist, you know, a performing artist who has the ability to have a masseuse, yeah, a yoga teacher, uh meditation teacher, whatever, on tour with her, you know, and it's still difficult.
0: Really? Yeah, it's
1: still difficult because it's not normal. It's... No. Touring around, touring is, it's not like being a tourist. Tourist, I mean, uh, being a tourist, by the way, as you know, you've, you've done, you know, yeah. tourist things. Yeah. You, you're you exhausted. Oh, you know, God. It's like you go there, you're exhausted, but you're still doing cool stuff. Yeah. But when you're on tour, it's always work from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed.
0: Even rest isn't rest on tour. No. It's just not. It's like, I'm going to try to sleep for a little while, and then I'm going to get up and pack my bag again and get on the road and maybe get what my body needs to eat, maybe find a good coffee, maybe not, maybe drink enough water, maybe remember that my pills, I need to take them for me. I don't know i knowing that you have done it for say how many years ago i well, uh,
1: i mean i' I've, I've, I've been touring since nineteen ninety
0: six yeah, you've done it that long I don't know how yeah. I don't know how anyone doesn't just die halfway well, through a tour.
1: well, we were just recently in Chicago before this all went down mm-hmm. to play a show with uh Rateliff. Mm-hmm. and um I mean that conversation was very interesting because you know Nathaniel had a tour bus he had a lot of cool things around him, you know, catering. Mm-hmm. And he was still, he was still expressing, expressing that he was still.
0: Oh, yeah, exhausted. Exhausted all the time. And that it was so hard. <clears throat> and he yeah. had a yoga person on tour. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think no matter, and, and really good catering. Yeah. I, I have to say it was the best. It, it was, was the really best good. Food. Really good. But yeah, you're, it's still, it is, I think you're right to say it's unnatural. I don't yeah. remember how I started asking you about this. Well, uh, because
1: you started asking about anxiety.
0: Anxiety, yeah. I mean,
1: how much do I have? One to ten? Was you saying now?
0: One to ten. On, a, I mean, your overall average. Overall, every day. Because I've got my guess for you.
1: <laughs> um, one.
0: I don't even think you're at a one, man. I think <laughs> you're at point five, point point four seven. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thanks. How about me? What do you think I'm at? It's okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna be offended this is a, no matter this is what. You, not a fair question
1: to ask. Yes, me. it is. Why not? <clears throat> well, because you're pretty much on the spot then. Who cares? Okay. Um, I'd say you like I I'd say you are you talking about like from morning to, to sleep? Like
0: just every single day, all day, like an average. i I wonder it if it
1: varies, you know. I'd say you go from anywhere from a four to a seven.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say overall, I'm probably still at like a six.
1: Yeah. So naturally. That's four being the lowest.
0: You don't think I get lower than a four? No. And I rarely get more than a seven anymore.
1: No, no, no. no. It's, it's very, so very, very kind of, rare. You're like riding a good six there.
0: Now, I myself have a few reasons I've gotten less anxious in my life and less depressed. I've had a, I have had would say if I were to name the three without thinking about it, and I'm going to have you do the same, but don't think too hard about it. I would say, obviously, being an Al-Anon, being in a 12-step program, that's one. Number two... Um, Eating, tr- paying attention to my nutrition, mm-hmm. and also, um, uh, I'm trying to think a lot of different self help books. Honestly, like my Shambhala book, anything by Chagin Trungpa, Melody Beedi, uh, a lot of a whole bunch of things like that. So, and keeping up on it uh, also, like not learning something and then writing that out, like really daily activities to keep me sane so being really disciplined about it like it is a full-time job for me to be sane i really do think so it's a full-time job for me to be healthy to myself Mm -hmm. um how about you if you were to name the things that got you calmer
1: um i would say i would say being in touch with myself as far as who i am Mm -hmm. like like, um being more self-aware yeah. I would say that's number one for me, but I did that through Al-Anon, through that, to that, through that, that's to that, the same, the same twelve step program mm-hmm. that you're in. Um, Al-Anon, I think, helped me get to that point mm-hmm. where I could say, okay, I have to put me first, and just you know, and that from from there, it's just like it's like an open door. So I would say, so maybe first I would say Al-Anon, and then so the twelve step program, and then I'd say being very much self, having self-awareness and, but I would tack to self-awareness. I would tack on mindfulness, always being in the moment. Isn't that
0: the Linden method that you told me about? No,
1: oh. no, that's, that's something else.
0: Okay. So mindfulness being in a moment,
1: just always being centered to where you're at. Like, you know, like the food you're eating, taste every bite be aware of every breath that you take in, mm-hmm. be aware of everything that you're touching,
0: mm-hmm. be aware of the
1: sounds around you. It's great, mindfulness is great. Where mindfulness is a bummer, is that if someone like you tries to talk to me, I have the worst ADD. Yeah. So I got hyper-focused on something like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I've and seen then, that. But also, so the, but number three is gonna be music. Number 3 is music. Music oh. I I surround myself in music constantly or sound constantly.
0: Yeah, you do. Oh, that's your thing on tour. That's what keeps you sane on tour. Is yeah. making sure you can always listen to a playlist that you've made for yourself, or something,
1: or something like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought you were going to mention a couple of people: Tony Robbins, Les Brown. You didn't mention them, and I think Melody from- Beattie. Melody Beattie. I thought those were what really started you on your journey to feel better mentally. Um, maybe didn't start you, but really helped.
1: I think, I think, I think it was you know motivational speakers and things. Like that. I think that was definitely a big part of it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the reason.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Well, clearly, it was on. Yeah. And and obviously Melody Beattie and,
0: you know. How much do you miss Al-Anon right now? Greatly. Me too. Yeah. So you guys, listeners, um, a lot of you may have heard, There's, you can do a search on Podomatic, uh, on my Me Reading Stuff Podomatic page, or just do a Google search, Al-Anon Me Reading Stuff Robin O'Neill, and you can listen to that episode of what Al-Anon is. Al-Anon is basically for friends and family members of alcoholics, So it's the same 12-step program that you've heard of for AA, but it's for people who are suffering from the effects of another person's Mm -hmm. drinking. And both Damien and I are in that program, thankfully, and we have a meeting that we could go to that is right down the street in our little town here. And obviously right now we can't do that and nobody can gather. And I'm really thinking about our, you know, alcoholic loved ones who can't get to AA meetings and NA meetings right now. And it's pretty devastating because we who believe in these programs, like it it is our sanity. It keeps us feeling like we're going to be okay, Mm -hmm. especially if you're recently sober. So, my heart goes out to all of you guys suffering with not being able to get to meetings. And a lot of my listeners are in programs like this. Mm -hmm. So, and I recommend, I mean, I highly recommend you guys looking into it. Um, Anyway, all right, back to stuff about tacos, pizza, hot dogs, TV shows. (laughs) What is, now? I know a lot of your favorite shows. Right now, I'm going to look you in the face, and you're going to answer immediately. What's your favorite TV show of all time? Gomer, say? Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Gomer Yeah, I didn't. Li- I didn't watch Gomer Pyle until you taught me about it, and I love it. It's so unbelievably funny.
1: My number one show of all time used to be the Andy Griffith show.
0: Yeah. Now you've switched. And then
1: I, but then I went and I followed the Andy Griffith trail because Gomer Pyle started on yeah. Andy Griffith, and then I.
0: So you like a spin-off more spin-off. than the original?
1: I love yeah, but how many spin-offs can you say like do you can you think of another spin-off that would that you like better than the original?
0: No, I'm sorry. I was thinking about Melrose Place, but I still like nine oh two and O better. Um Um wait a minute. Facts of Life came from and no, and I like different strokes better. No, I can't. So that must be the only one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so right now we've been watching... Would you say we've been watching a lot of TV?
1: By the way, I will say that's a hard question for me to answer.
0: I know. Why is that?
1: Because I have too many. I you the, just My have list a million. is long. My list is so long. I know,
0: but it was cool that that's yeah. what came to your head right now. Yeah. And I would wish we were watching more Gomer Pile, yeah. to be honest with you. Shout
1: out to The Munsters. Shout out to Sanford and Son. Shout out to All in the Family. Alice. Shout out to Alice. Definitely Alice. Shout out to... Um,
0: How about My Goddess, Nell Carter, and Give Me a Break? Give Me
1: a Break, Family Ties. There
0: you go. Yeah, Yeah, I would say this is what we... The Jeffersons,
1: Good Times. Yeah,
0: this is what we bonded on, is our love of all of these kinds of shows. WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, man. Yeah. Zubilee
1: Zoo. Zoobly Zoo.
0: (laughs) There's a lot. Um, All right, so which one would you say... Right now, the things we've been watching together, like Shark Tank. Uh... (laughs) Shark Tank, what else? Are, oh, Hotel. Hotel. Classic 80s. Was that the 80s? Aaron Spelling.
1: Yeah, Aaron Spelling. 1983 to 1986.
0: That's right. Oh my God. The show is so good. But it's not streaming. Uh, what are your thoughts about streaming versus DVD? You have some unique thoughts about this.
1: I think that, you know, obviously streaming does not. Here's the rate. Right, again, I was to say, uh, streaming does not. Hello. They don't have everything. And some of the best shows that are out. I believe, uh, at least classic shows in the fifties, sixties, and 70s and 80s just aren't available on streaming. Yeah. Unless you, you know, buy them first on iTunes or...
0: But they're not. They're still not available.
1: Oh, no. Okay.
0: No, like Hotel. You can't get that. You can't buy that. There's a million shows like that. Yeah.
1: I was actually thinking about this today. I was thinking about, like, you know, um, there's a song... I was singing to myself this morning, and I thought to myself, I don't think that's on streaming. And I, and I, and I looked it up, and I can't find it on, a, on any streaming platform.
0: Do you have it on? Uh, I have it on
1: DVD. Oh, no, excuse me. I have it on, on compact disc, but I don't have it on anywhere
0: else. You just said compact disc. Yeah. You love compact discs.
1: I'm a big fan of CDs.
0: Say, say it to everyone what you think. Sound quality is? Incredible. Better than on vinyl. You think CDs? Sound I think good.
1: that I think that vinyl's good, but you gotta. Have, the thing about vinyl is that it's a it's a niche market, and mm-hmm. I'm sure any musician out there or audiophile or vinyl lover is gonna want to punch you, know, you punch him in the face for saying this. But it's it. I'm sorry, guys, but it's true. I mean, unless you have an amplifier, a, a unique tube amp with like nice speakers and a cool system. Vinyl is going to sound like garbage. Yeah, it's just the That's just the reality.
0: I've seen you just shock people when you say this to them, and yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: So I love CDs.
0: Okay. You do, uh. I've got... And
1: I will say, fortunately, there are. I know that things like Spotify and Apple Music have tried to really up their um, quality as far as streaming goes.
0: Okay, that's good. Uh, to switch gears a little bit, you once told me a story, and I cannot get it straight in my head what it was, but I remember loving the visual. Can you please tell me again the story of the balloon you saw when you were a little kid? Do you remember what I'm talking about?
1: Oh yeah, I was at a uh, I was at a uh, used car lot.
0: Okay. And there was a, in Arizona.
1: In Arizona, yeah, and uh, I uh, I just saw this balloon uh, sort of on its own, like a mylar mylar silver
0: with no writing on it, just no, a plain just old... a
1: plain mylar balloon, sort of like a Warhol cloud. Oh, yeah. You know, Uh, those mylar clouds, that's kind of remind me of it's like, it's just this lone silver mylar balloon floating on its on its own, but not really able to, to gain um, enough elevation. Yeah, sort of sort of suspended suspended in this area of the sky, unable to go any higher, but it was but it was not, but it was too new to, to to be Go to the ground.
0: Whoa! And that was
1: by far one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: that makes me sad. Like I cried once uh, over a similar situation with a grocery cart, a shopping cart in the end of a parking lot, mm-hmm. like abandoned alone, and like the part. It was nighttime and the spotlight was on it. Yeah. And I was so depressed. Like, my mom did not know. it was. I was a very little kid. I was, yeah. like, five. And I was just bawling my eyes out. And she's like, what is wrong? And yeah. I go, look at that sad shopping cart. Yeah. So, I get it. Yeah. Didn't your mom, like, say, like, you were so focused on it that she had to get your attention to leave or something? You were just staring at it?
1: Yeah. I was just kept staring at it. But even, now, even, even to this day, though, I think recently you and I were at a, I think, I'm going to say we were at a Joanne's or something like that. Oh, yeah. And we saw a Mylar balloon that was halfway deflated but stuck in the rafters yeah that was easily one of that was sadder than my childhood memory oh you
0: thought yeah because that one at least wasn't it wasn't even in the sky this one
1: no that
0: was really sad yeah i'm always focused on balloons at my old cvs i used to go to all the time they had this weird cage you'll see it at a lot of stores but a cage full of the Mm. blow-up balloons yeah and they always had wild music there, and and they would just float around real slow. It was almost like the balloons were always dancing. It was more of a happy balloon moment. Okay,
1: it was so. But so for me, I'll tell you this: it's really strange that it was happy for you, because when I walked oh. in that same CVS, is it the same one? Yeah. Same CVS. Yeah. When I saw those caged balloons, yeah, it made me very upset. <laughs> oh,
0: <that's laughs> like, sad. these balloons don't belong in cages. <laughs> you know, let them out. You know we should I mean? have we should have done something yeah, about this. It's point.
1: like I wanted to just free the balloons. You know,
0: <laughs> they were. Oh, it was weird. I remember I sent it actually to your brother Drake once because I can't remember the music, but I always loved mm-hmm. the soundtrack at CVS there. Mm-hmm. And they were like there was three of them and they were moving to the music It was so wild So I thought it was funny, but I, I can yeah. see why you thought it was sad That'd be
1: a good question to ask your listeners, you know, are what what inanimate objects Ooh. Do you see that make you or that evoke feelings in you?
0: All right, you guys, that's it for now. I will put the second part of this up either tomorrow or the next day. Until then, uh, let's see. Be good to yourselves. Be good to those you're cooped up with. Uh, Have a good time. Eat some good food. And remember, as Anton Chekhov said, we shall find peace. We shall hear angels. We shall see the sky sparkling with diamonds. Good night, everybody.